This is the Kosher Sommelier Podcast. I'm Andrew Breskin, the Kosher Sommelier. Each show, we will discover some of the amazing stories and personalities in the world of wine. Wine tasting, wine making, fine dining, and one of my favorite subjects, the wine business. So pour yourself a glass and enjoy the conversation. Okay, everyone, this is a special podcast we recorded in the heart of Burgundy uh, in French Pinot Noir and Chardonnay growing region with a really special person. Francois is a 35-year veteran winemaker for Pinot Noir and Chardonnay in that region. He's got a huge passion for all things Burgundy and has a special expertise in organic wine growing and winemaking. It's a short but powerful interview that really gives an insight into what makes Burgundy wine so special. So here we go. Okay, we're sitting here with Francois Chevrolet, and we're in uh, Domaine Lescour. Is that right? Right. Okay. And uh, we, <laughs> we just had a tour of the winery, and we tasted um, together some really fantastic uh, Pomard wines. And, uh, you know, many of the people listening have had the 2014, yeah, um, that was that was available, and the 2015 Pomard, and so today we have the 16 and the 17. Um, so all these wines are um, really showing like the the purity of of Burgundy. We try, yes, yeah. And as you were saying to me before, um, you know, you're really looking for just the very sort of basic expression of the land without any sort of manipulation whatsoever. Yes, exactly. It's what we're looking for. So, would you mind telling me just how did you get started, you know, in winemaking? Like, what was what's, what was your, your journey? Yes, I, I'm an old winemaker because I began in 84. Uh, I work in a small estate, family estate in Marsanet-la-Côte. And uh, I worked six years in this estate and after I worked with a negotiation a big negotiation in Louis Saint-Georges, who, um, who make the wine for Chantal Lescure. So uh, I put, uh, it was my third, first adventure with Chantal Lescure was in 90, because I do the winemaking for uh, La Bouerois, the big this big negotiation company oh, in Louis Saint-Georges. That's a huge company. Yes, it was a huge company, who bought uh, all the harvest of Chantal Lescure. And when Chantal Lescure died in 1996, his two sons uh, call me and they say, Francois, uh, did you want to work with me? Are you taking charge of the domain? Okay, so the, they were basically um, selling off all the wine to bulk. Yes. And, and you were the winemaker for La Bourgeois. Yes, exactly. And then from there they asked you to come in-house and be in charge of everything. Yes, completely. Because... Uh, the ones that made uh, La Bourgeois at this time were completely different, completely different. And when I changed in charge the domain in '96, we changed completely. We work in organic just at the beginning to keep this energy of wine, the purity of the terroir, and the identity of true Burgundy. What what has to change to become organic? Uh, the policy of wine growing. We stop the weed killers. We stop the pesticides. We work uh, plowing the soil. Uh, so we need five years to change completely because all the soils in Dominicio were sleeping at this time because they are dominated by chemicals, you understand? It takes five years? Yes. If wow. you want to 
to change completely the, the identity of soil if you want that the soil comes living. Uh, if you want, using chemicals, the soil is sleeping. Well, sleeping or dying sometimes. Wow. Okay. And after five years of organic one growing, uh, the life becomes in the soil and the soils change and they are now very able to produce uh, true ones. So do you have to add anything back into the soil or just no. removing the chemicals? No, you just have to, to put the life on the soil. You know, with the chemicals, the life is gone away. No, no, no uh, mushroom, no, uh, no insects, no, no yeast in the soil. All the soils are, are dying. So keeping, uh, way, uh, stopping completely the chemicals, the, the soil, soil yeah. the life is coming, and the soil with organic life, with green, with grass, with moving the soil, planting the soil, we kept oxygen in the soil, we, all, all is changing. And now we can say the soil are very living soil, mm. and it's very important. Is there any sort of a organic, um, you know, for example, pesticides are used for a reason. Yeah. So what, what do you do to compensate? Um, when you need to, if there's mildew or, or just you know, insects. With, with organic philosophy, we, you think, we think and we are sure now that if the plant is on the good soil with good, uh, good life, good environment, mm -hmm. the, pl the, the, the plant is not so fragile uh -huh. against the mildew. Okay. So you, you build a good energy and good, the, the self-defense of the vines are increased by organic wine growing. Okay, I see. I but see. We, we have also to spray sometimes, everywhere, because the milieu could be very aggressive, and oidium mm. and some all other rods. But we use only product, natural products. There are plant teas, we have some uh, essential oils from different plants. Wow. We use a lot of products, which are very, very uh, nice for the plant, uh -huh. and nice for the earth. Interesting. Essential oils of uh, other natural substances exactly, sprayed yes. onto only, the... We only use natural process. Natural. Onto the uh, plants themselves. Okay. This is uh, the, the philosophy of uh, organic one growing. Respecting the soil, respecting the life. So we are looking for increase the natural defenses of the plant. Mm -hmm. And it's better and it's very easy to do this when you have a very living soil. The most important part in the wine growing, organic wine growing, is to, to keep more energy to the soil. The soil must be fundamental it's for, 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 for the plant. So, so you found that by the more fertilizers and the more pesticides you add, then you weaken the plant and you weaken the soil, and then the more pesticides and fertilizers you're going to need. Exactly. Because exactly. Wow. It's the same with the, the, the people, you know. Right, yeah. If you are in good health, you don't need the... You don't need vitamins, you don't need anything. And if you, can, if you take more and more and more vitamins, it's like the fertilizer. Right. You know, in, in the, the, the problem with the artificial fertilizer, of course, the, the, the plant uh, is going up faster, but it's fragile. Is the big problem with the fertilizer, and now the the people who sell the fertilizer are the same who sell the pesticides, <laughs> because as you, after putting some uh, mineral fertilizer, mm. you need pesticides because the plant is growing very far, and but it's very fragile. It's better to to grow slowly but strongly, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so you get like a more of a natural yield. 
exactly. that the, the plant can tolerate. Exactly, exactly. And, and very important, you are, uh, as, uh, when, you plant, when you work with pl uh, vines uh, in organic soil, in living soil, we have more identity of terroir. Because the roots are going deeper in the living soil. They are going to the very close to the mother stone who do the soil. Mm -hmm. And is what we are looking in your wines. When you do, uh, when you test the pomar, you want to feel the earth of pomar. You know? So it's the reason that we work with this method. The skins of our berries are thicker. They are more rich, more complex, with more information of terroir. Because of the depth of the roots. Exactly. Interesting. Depth roots and automatically low yields is what I took you about 2017 that you test. Right. The normal, the authorized yields uh, by the law in 2017 were nearly 55 hectoliters per hectare in Pomar. Okay, so just to explain. And we only do 38. Right, so just to explain the, the government body that's in charge of you know, the Appalachian yeah, will yeah. set it will set like a quantity based on the harvest of what is an acceptable output of volume mm. per acre of, yes. of plants. They, they say this year that we can, you can do 55. Only we can do 55 because the four last, year, last years, mm. 2014 2016, and 2016, the, the, the yields were very, very less right. by the first. So they say you can do more this year. But the problem is that for me, the right Yields level of yields is around 35 to 40 hectoliters by hectare, no and more. that's that's maximum. Yes, for me, the for, maximum. For any if you want to keep the identity of terroir, after, if you are a good winemaker, you can do fruity and juicy wine, Very of course, right. but without personality. They only have the personality of Pinot Noir, of a fruity Pinot Noir. And when we bought a bottle, expensive bottle of Pomar, right. you are not working for a juicy wine. You are working with identity wine, with big personality. Right. So you're basically reducing the yield of, of your vineyards um, in order to preserve like the character. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. and not to dilute it. Um, the character of the terroir, the identity of the wine, but also the health of the plant for a long future. Did you have like a specific experience that really kind of pushed you towards pursuing organic or I mean, was it just like obvious to you that when you came back to this property um, to become the winemaker that you saw that something was lacking in, or was it some sort of another experience that really, really made the organic idea such a strong philosophy of yours? Yes, uh, I, I think definitely, for me, definitely it's one way to do good wines. Is, is working naturally. I, I don't have any question about this. For me, it's definitely. Mm. I, I could not imagine to put chemicals in my vines right. today. After 20 years running like this, I cannot imagine. For me, it's, it's, a, it's a big problem. Of, it's, it's a philosophy. I, I'm working with it because I want to live like this. Right. You know? That's great. So I cannot imagine to do wines with chemicals. For me, it's impossible. What would you do if you weren't a winemaker? If, if, if you were not a winemaker? Maybe a cuisinier. I like the food. A chef? A cooker. A chef, I don't know, but I work in a good kitchen, <laughs> making good, good, good food. Well, so. you can still do that, I guess. Or a musician, maybe. Music also. Musician. I like so rock and roll. For you. Yes. Um, uh, so what, what is the best way that you think, um, you know, some of our, some of our um, the people who are listening are getting into Burgundy, um, maybe used to drinking, 
big oak, big fruit, jammy wines, yeah. transitioning into a wine like Burgundy, what is your kind of suggestion or idea of how to appreciate this style because it's going to be really different from what people yes, are of used course. to? They are very different because the climate is different, but if you want to understand Burgundy, for me, first of all, you must come in Burgundy. You must take good shoes and you go visit the vineyards mm -hmm. to understand the slope, the limestone, the east, the north, the south facing, right. the age of the vine. You need to understand. And after, when you spend one week running in the vineyards, you understand why the wine is so fresh and so elegant. Because you are in the north of France, we are not in a sunny uh, soil, we are not in a sunny region. We are in a sunny region in August, but not in winter. The winter are very cold, the morning, the night should be cold, and the day very hot is what Pinot Noir is looking for. So, the people who drink these very warm wines, very oaky, I think definitely when they talk and when they drink a good Burgundy, at the good moment with the right person, they enjoy Burgundy. And you know, Burgundy, you can drink two bottles when you can only drink one bottle of oaky and warm wines. Yeah. Because 15 degrees is not natural. 15 and oaky. The oaky. 50, you mean 15% alcohol? 15% of alcohol is undrinkable. Right. So the sweet spot for um, these Pinot Noirs is 12 and a half, 13. Yes, 12 and a half, and the, uh, the middle, uh, the average of alcohol volume in 2017 is around 12.8. Natural, right. of course. Natural. Because alcohol. we never had sugar. Right. We could, but we never. Well, these are really exciting wines. Um, I am uh, I'm really excited for the uh, 16 and 17 to come out. And uh, I mean, it's really, you know, it's really kind of a, as I was saying before, it's really a, um, a privilege to have a production um, of kosher wine that has been so consistent over the last, I mean, you said you made 2010, 2011. Yes. And then 13, 14, we do with uh, 13, 14. Mr. Tayeb, maybe we do. Now we are running the six or seven vintage, right. I think. And we plan to do 18 also. So Which is you, very good. you really get like, and it also comes from the same. You were showing me on the map the same um, parcel in the region exactly every single year. Yeah, yeah. So you really you get to taste like the true variation of the vintage. Exactly. I personally have never had the older vintages. So I got Maybe you can find, but if you if you can, it's very interesting. It's why my customers are looking for when they, they, they take one bouteille of Nuit Saint Jean or Pomar, they they know the terroir because they visit with me right. and they want to keep. I want every year to find this fresh energy, especially the cuvée that you have with Monsieur Tayeb, is a pomar les Vaumuriens. It's a very cold exposition, north facing, uh, very cool soil, very interesting. High with elevation. A lot of fresh and high elevation. Right. We have a full bodied one, but with much elegance and fresh. Right. No, it is quite full bodied. It has a lot of, um, has a very kind of expansive mouthfeel when you taste it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not jammy and it's not, you know, sweet. Just very kind of strong. Yes, in its and you know, I think that this one could give you energy. It's what you're looking for. This one is made with the energy of the soil from the stone, and I want that this this energy was translated in the wine, and you can keep it. When you drink this one, you could be well after. Right, that's a fantastic. Uh, Thank you. Bur Burgundy is just like a you know, it's a real way to enjoy wine and also enjoy life because if they play well yes. together. So. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Andrew. There you go. A free invitation to poke around the vineyards in Burgundy, learn something, feel the earth, feel the vines.
take in the scenery and really understand the region. It's an amazing trip. I uh, hope everyone has a chance to go there at least for one time. Really an amazing experience. Feel free to reach us on Facebook at Kosher Som, Kosher, S-O-M-M. Thanks for listening to the Kosher Sommelier Podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram where you can be part of the Kosher Sommelier community. That's Kosher, S-O-M-M. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.